Welcome to the Spark Youth Podcast. Spark is the youth ministry of the Enfield and Strathfield Anglican Church. Our mission is to gather to hear God's word, to grow in Christ's likeness, and to go in prayerful proclamation. To find out more about us, you can go to our website at fields.org.au forward slash spark, or you can find us on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash youth underscore of underscore spark. Can you get everyone up to stand up? And I'm going to ask one question. So everyone stand up. And the question is, coming up on the screen, do you agree with this statement? So we're going to say yes, and we're going to say no. I don't need to go to church slash youth group to be a Christian. Yes, you agree with that? No, you disagree with that. Okay, move. Move where you think. Okay. I want to just hear different people why they stood where they stood. Okay. So... Um, Annabelle, <laughs> I know your eyes looked away. Um, do you want to share why you stood where you stood? <laughs> guys, guys, sh- everyone, guys, Annabelle's talking. Let's listen up. It being a Christian means you would commit to this as something that gives help from good. Okay. Um, maybe over this side, um, Hannah. Yeah. Maybe on the back over over this way. Um, Peter, do you want to share? It's a big part of what it means to be a Christian. So you would make that a priority. And say what you said before. Toby, Toby had a really good answer. About the people. He actually had a really good answer. Okay. Yeah? He actually had a good answer. Toby, Toby's going to share it. Oh. Church isn't a place. It's a people. Like, doesn't mean you have to go to church, but you just have to, like, have faith. Because if you don't go to church, it doesn't mean you're just automatically not Christian. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so it's about um, faith in Jesus, not being in a church so much. Okay, Um, that's really helpful, and it's good to see you thinking, and it's good to see that there's a variety of of like thought here. Everyone, grab a seat again. That was really helpful. Thanks for sharing. I think there are a variety of reasons why someone might say they don't need church. I've heard people say before, I can worship Jesus in my heart. So I don't need church. Or I've heard people say, hmm, church is full of hypocrites. And I, I don't want to hang with hypocrites. I just want to follow Jesus. I've heard people say, I just don't fit in. 
at church. I don't feel like I belong there. Um, and so there's a variety of reasons why people might feel like they don't need church and, or youth group. And so I want us to explore today from this passage um, some of the reasons why it's so important that we gather here together today at youth group. But first, when I say church um, or youth group, what do, what do I mean? Well, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, we read, For just as the body is one, and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. In verse 12 to 13, church or youth group is talked about as a body. So every different Christian who comes along to Spark is actually a member of Jesus' body. And in Acts 20, we read that Jesus actually died for the church, which is his body. So Jesus' body, which is all of you, are really, really valuable. And for this reason, the first thing Paul goes on to say is, don't exclude yourself. First point, don't exclude yourself. Um, yeah, you want to follow along with me? Make sure you have your um, hand out in front of you. You can write notes. Um, I don't know if there's any pens we can hand out or, or anything like that. But um, yeah. Verse 14 to 16 says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Last week we looked at the fact that all of us have different spiritual gifts. Therefore, each of us has a different part to play here at youth group. For example, Rebecca being the welcomer. Paul is saying that some might be tempted to exclude themselves from coming to Spark because they don't think they or their gifts are as impressive or as important as other people who come along to Spark. I don't know if you've ever felt that way about yourself before. In this analogy, someone might say, because I'm not a foot or because I'm not a hand, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. They might think, because I'm quiet, and socially awkward, and I don't have many friends, and I have a less noticed ministry, I don't belong here at Spa. In fact, I spoke to a youth recently, and the impression I got was, because I'm different, I'm not going to make much effort with other people at youth group. But to those who would exclude themselves, Paul says in verse 17 to 20, if the whole body were an eye... Where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So it's not how loved you feel, or how many friends you have or don't have at youth group, or how much you feel you belong that makes you a part of the body at Spark. And here are three reasons why. Firstly, Paul says, God chose you to be a part of the body here at Spark, which means he's adopted you into his family. Asking, do I belong here at Spark, is like someone questioning their own family. But you don't choose your family. Neither do you choose your spiritual family. 
Questioning why we need to go to Spark is like asking why families need to get together. Families hang out together, they talk together, they share joys and sorrows, they eat together. Sometimes they don't get along, sometimes they don't have much in common, but in general they're committed to loving one another. It's what families do because they share such a deep bond with one another. And our bond as Christians through Jesus is even stronger than a family. And this is the same way it is at youth group. So firstly, you've been adopted into God's family. Secondarily, Paul is saying he chose to make you who you are and give you the gifts that you have. So that means before creation began, our Heavenly Father selected each individual member of Spark and thoughtfully placed each member exactly where he would have them be. So it doesn't matter how you feel, God has made you part of the body at Spark. So you belong at Spark regardless of your feelings. Regardless of whether you feel like you don't have many friends or you don't have many things in common. School is a place where people stick together in groups based upon common interests because they're like them. But Spark is a family. Spark is where everyone in Christ belongs. And so the second reason is because God has chosen you to be here and given you particular gifts. And that comes to my third point. Paul is saying every gift, every person is indispensable. The word indispensable means we can't do without you to function properly. You might not feel very important, but God says you are. You might consider yourself to be the big toe of Spark, for example. What could a big toe possibly add to Spark? But if anyone has ever had an injured big toe before, and I have, you actually realise the big toe affects the, whole, your, the balance of your whole body. A tiny thing like a big toe can impact the stability of the whole body. And so it is with you. So don't exclude yourself by coming as a consumer, for example, only joining in when we're doing something you personally like without any desire to serve others. Don't cut yourself off by standing off to the side, not talking to anyone and going on your phone. Instead... Share how you're feeling with others. Actually get to know others. Share what has been hard for you during the week. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. And allow yourself to be served by others as they encourage you, as you put yourself out there in conversation. Don't think that you can have Jesus without being a part of the body of Christ. Because an amputated foot or hand or arm doesn't grow. It decays and then it dies. To be an active part of the body, to live and grow as God intends, we need each other. We need spark. Daniel, phone dude. I can see like thumbs of messaging. It's simply pride to think you can be a lone ranger Christian. You need spiritual care each week for your soul. And that's why we as leaders are here each week. And don't take it as a light, light thing or don't Don't um, not take your leaders for granted. They're here each week to give spiritual care for your soul. Now, I I remember hearing a story of a youth group kid that stopped going to youth group 
They excluded themselves from youth group. And after a few weeks, the pastor decided to visit them. The pastor found that this person was at home in their backyard and they were sitting before a fire. And so the pastor sat next to them in front of the fire, but they didn't say anything. They just watched the dance of the flames around the burning logs. And after some minutes, the pastor took some tongs and grabbed carefully one of the bright burning embers and placed it onto the side of the fire, alone. Then he sat back in his chair and he was silent. And the youth group kid watched all of this quietly as the one lone ember's flame flickered and then went out. The fire was no more. Soon it was cold, it was dead. Not a word had been spoken by the pastor since he arrived. And then he glanced at his watch and realised it was time to leave. He slowly stood up, picked up the cold dead ember and placed it back into the middle of the fire. And immediately it began to grow, once more with light and warmth around the burning coals. And in fact, the whole fire was larger as a result. And as the pastor got to the door, the youth group kid, with a tear running down his cheek, said, thank you so much for your visit and for your sermon. I'll see you at youth group next week. One of the most important acts of love and encouragement we can all give is to engage in encouraging one another by just coming along. Every time you walk into Spark, you're wearing a metaphorical t-shirt that says, God is important to me and you're important to me. And on the back of that shirt, it's as if it says, I love the body of Christ. Similarly, when we stay away for no good reason or for sport, for example, one week out of three or more, we send the opposite message. I don't love the body of Christ that much and you aren't that important to me. And we can't grow and love the body if we're not there. And so perhaps the most important thing you can simply do is to plan to show up and get involved every week unless some emergency emergency happens. Spark and Ignite need to move from the category of something that's optional to something that you plan things around. So Paul has urged us not to exclude ourselves. And secondly, he says, don't exclude others. In verse 21 to 23, he says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honourable, we bestow the greater honour. So in the previous section, Paul talked about the problem of feeling unimportant. Here in this section, Paul talks about the problem of feeling others aren't important. And here it's likely Paul is shifting from the kind of gifts you have to your status. So in those days, the church was made up of wealthy Romans who might have looked down on their brothers and sisters because they were slaves. And we see that attitude in James chapter 2, where he condemns Christians for showing favoritism, saying, you pay attention to the one who wears fine clothing and you say, you sit over here in this good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. And you might think, because I'm more social, because I have more friends, because I come from a better school, then I'm more important and you're not worth my time. You're not worth the effort to go across the room to talk to for some reason. But Paul says, the people who seem to be less important are indispensable 
just as we saw with the toe analogy. So no one at Spark should be arrogant. The sun doesn't boast that he is brighter than the trees, but says, although tree, you do not shine, I'm not going to despise you, but I'm going to help you to be green. Emily is someone that comes along to ignite, and she has an intellectual disability. But I want to say she's actually that really valuable at Ignite. She shows hospitality by baking food most weeks for us that gives us energy to concentrate on God's work. No one else does that. She's almost always smiling, filled with joy that encourages us who have left less difficulties in life that we can all, so that encourages us that we can always actually have joy in God in difficult times. See, every part of the body matters. Every part of the body has something to offer. But if you exclude others, if you judge them, if you make them feel like they're not worthy or don't belong here, you miss out on the encouragement that they'll bring to you and to others. And I actually know that there are people at Spark who have felt bullied or excluded by other youth. So if you have ever made someone feel unloved, or not valued at Spark, then I think you've actually failed to love that person. Love isn't obsessed with popularity or its own enjoyment or its own convenience. Love doesn't complain and grumble. Love seeks the good of the other person patiently, kindly, truthfully, joyfully, constantly. So show interest to those who often get overlooked at Spark. In verse 25, Paul says that at church there should be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Here Paul is saying that every member of Spark should care for every other member. Paul is saying intentionally caring for everyone at Spark isn't an optional extra, it's a command. In fact, Jesus says in John 13, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. So I think we should be asking ourselves, is it our personal goal to show this kind of impartial concern to every member at Spark? I think that's the difference between being a church split up into little cliques where love and concern are shared only with a tiny few that you get along with and being a body of Christ where no one slips through the cracks of our attention. But you can't do this if you don't talk to one another. So please, can I encourage you, go up and talk to people outside of your friend group. And say at least hello, and then maybe say, how was your week? And then you can say, is there anything I can be praying for? Ashley at Ignite, I think, is a really great example of this. She's in year 11. But she's constantly walking over to the year seven, eight girls and chatting to them, asking them how they're going. She doesn't care what age or gender someone is. She just tries to love people. So unless you go across the room and have an actual conversation, how can you possibly know how to care for someone else's spark? You can't show equal concern for every member of youth group if you only chat to a few people in the same gender as you. And you know what? It might make all the difference in a person's faith. 
feeling excluded. Um, I remember when I first joined church, I felt actually quite excluded. I actually never gone to church before. And I walked in off the street and I remember sitting there and um, all the people I noticed who were friends and grew up there um, always sat together. And when I came in without knowing them, I always sat alone. And I remember being like, the only reason like, I kept coming was because I was really convicted that what I was hearing was true. But if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit's work in me, I probably would have walked out of that, um, that church. And I remember someone eventually um, started sitting next to me and it made all the difference. It made me feel, I actually belong here. And maybe that's something that happens here at Spark too. People come along and week after week they feel like nobody takes interest in them. Now obviously it's on that person as well. You also need to go up and make yourself vulnerable to other people. But maybe, maybe you've been not noticing certain people at uh, youth group who are feeling that way. But I want to say everyone, everyone has, has a, a value and a role at Spark. And so I want to conclude with an illustration of someone from my old church. And um, this lady's name was Rachel. And she had Parkinson's disease. So she struggled to walk. And she also um, struggled with an intellectual disability. So she also struggled to um, have deep, meaningful conversations and understand a lot of what the Bible was saying. But, but what she did was, she knew as a Christian, she had a part to play in the body. And so what she did is, I used to go and do door knocking, and a couple of other people would do door knocking to share Jesus. So she would actually come with us, and even though it took us longer to get from house to house, we'd go from house to house, and she would be there, and she would, every now and then, she would join in and just say a simple word like, Jesus loves you, I'd love to see you at church. And so everyone, um, like Rachel, has a role to play at youth group. And so let's be a church that encourages that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that all of us here who trust Jesus um, belong as part of the body of Christ. And so I pray that no one here would be excluded and none of us would exclude anyone else. In Jesus' name, amen.